I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight we hear the story of Thomas Akempis, a priest and teacher of the faith in the 15th century. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 67, on page 350 of the prayer book. May God be merciful unto us and bless us and show us the light of his countenance, and be merciful unto us. Let your way be known upon the earth, your saving health among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Indeed, let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations rejoice and be glad, for you shall judge the peoples righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about Thomas Akempis. In 1379, Thomas was born in Kempen, near Dusseldorf, Germany, thus his name, Akempis. Thomas of Kempen, or Thomas of Kempis. 
At age 13, Thomas left his hometown to study at the famous Academy of Jan Boehm. In 1399, after studying, he visited his brother, who was the prior of Mount St. Agnes Monastery, and Thomas joined the community. Thomas, as a novice, seeking whether he was called to the religious life, prayed the hours with the monks, learned to copy liturgical texts and other sacred texts, and he decided to make his vows in 1408 as a monk, and then was ordained as a priest in 1413. Thomas spent 65 years in that monastic community, and he died at the age of 92. During his years in the monastery, Thomas made a handwritten copy of the entire Bible in five volumes that's on display today in the Darmstadt Library in Germany. He authored over 30 devotional books, a collection of sermons and lectures, and three biographies. And at the time of Thomas's death, he was in the middle of writing a history of the monastery. But the best known of his books is The Imitation of Christ. Some suggest that The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis is the most famous and most beloved Christian devotional ever written. What he's doing throughout this devotional is articulating the biblical call to Christ-likeness, to become like Christ, especially in the aspects of bearing your own cross. He writes, Jesus has now many lovers of the heavenly kingdom, but few bearers of his cross. Thomas More listed The Imitation of Christ as one of the three books that every person should read. And I would say the same. Ignatius of Loyola read a chapter from it daily and often gave it away as a gift. John Wesley regarded it as the best summary of the Christian life and translated it into English for his followers. And when Pope John Paul I died unexpectedly on the night of September 28, 1978, he was found with a copy of The Imitation of Christ in his hands. I understand why all these great saints throughout the church have been blessed by this book and have gravitated towards it because The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis significantly impacted my life and continues to do so. This call to Christ-likeness, this call to understand scripturally that whoever has been baptized, as Galatians 3.27 says, has put on Christ. Or in the words of Romans 8.29, those who he foreknew he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. These concepts of being formed into the likeness of Christ, that that is our inheritance, not just a ticket to heaven, not just forgiveness of our sins, not just eternal life with God, but Christ's likeness then, but growing in us even now. I just had never heard this in my first few years after conversion as a new Christian. And when the concept was explained to me, this biblical concept, and when I came in touch with just the concept and the writings of the imitation of Christ, I was bowled over. So much so that now every time that I preach, as many of you know, 
I pray that through the reading and opening of God's Word, that the goal is that we would be made more to be like Christ. Thomas has impacted my whole view of ministry. I particularly love reading The Imitation of Christ and seeing how countercultural it sounds. It sounds so much like Jesus, but it profoundly speaks differently than the culture we're soaking in, the culture of social media and self-absorption and, and gaining glory for ourselves. Instead, let me read you from The Imitation of Christ. Thomas Akempis writes this. He says, It is good for us sometimes to suffer contradiction, to be misjudged by men even though we do well and mean well. These things help us to be humble and shield us from vain glory. When to all outward appearances men give us no credit, when they do not think well of us, then we are more inclined to seek God who sees our hearts. Therefore, a man ought to root himself so firmly in God that he will not need the consolations of men. I will confess that I've spent most of my Christian life seeking to live that and believe that. Oftentimes it feels like it's water through my fingers, trying to root myself so firmly in God that I do not need the consolations of people. I do not need to be well thought of. I'm pretty sure I'll spend the rest of my Christian life growing into that more and more by God's grace. In a world that is addicted to notoriety and being well-liked, as Monica often says, one of the biggest problems in this world is people just want to be popular. They make stupid decisions because they want to be popular. We need to, like these saints throughout the ages, be reading this old book, The Imitation of Christ, and there find an invitation into the gospel, an invitation to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow him. This is not just one option among many. This is the only life that we've been made for, to imitate Christ. This is the story of Thomas Akempis, the story of an ordinary saint God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with prayer number 78 on page 669 in the prayer book. This is a prayer attributed to Thomas Akempis. It is a prayer to please God rather than men. And it goes like this. O God in whom we trust, strengthen us not to regard overmuch who is for us or who is against us, but to see to it that we be with you in everything we do. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.